0: Now, back to Sports 56 Mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. Don't you just love it? Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy.
1: Welcome back, everyone. 805 The Time, hour number two here on Sports 56 Mornings. Greg Gaston, Eli Savoy, and Zach Boyd. We are in the Family Leisure Studios. Family Leisure, where family and fun come together. 2120 Witten Road, just north of I-40. Their overstock sale continues. It's the Tuesday, November 7th, 2023 edition of the program. we got Brooks Monaghan joining us a little bit later on in the hour. Currently 66 degrees, partly cloudy skies. We're looking at a high today of 83. Tonight, considerable cloudiness. Occasional rain showers with a low of 64. And then tomorrow, Sunshine and clouds mixed with a high of 66. Second hour of the program brought to you by our friends at James Gaddis Jewelers. I'll tell you more about them a little bit later on in the hour, but it is Tuesday, time for Humdinger's Trivia
2: that's right of course if it's tuesday that means a taco tuesday over at humdinger's with their chicken and fish tacos just two dollars each that's each and every tuesday all day long over at humdinger's at poplar and massey other than the tacos of course all kinds of other great items on the menu like the humdinger shrimp or maybe any of those grilled fish options they've got many for you to choose from great toppings great sides they've got the crispy fish and chips they do a special on that every single friday You've got, of course, chicken dishes, you've got sandwiches, you've got salads, you've got all kinds of stuff. Humdingersrestaurant.com, you can check out the entire menu there. If you need an event cater, they're a great option for that as well. Healthy food, delicious food, inexpensive food as well over at Humdinger's at Poplar and Massey. And and if you're the first to answer our trivia question correctly, well, then you'll get a $25 gift certificate to Humdingers. If you won in the last 30 days, you are not eligible. You can answer via text at 901-360-8255, 901-360-8255. That is the number. Text in those answers, and the first correct answer gets the $25 gift certificate. And here is today's question. On Sunday, C.J. Stroud of the Texans through for a hell of a day uh, and he became just the second rookie quarterback ever to throw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns in a game who was the first to do it who was the first rookie quarterback in the NFL to have a game with 400 or more yards and five touchdowns cj stroud was the second to do it who was the first text in those answers and the first correct answer will get that $25 gift certificate to Humdingers.
1: We were talking about the Michigan situation at the end of the first hour Anthony wanted to chime in 360-8255 sports 56 listener lines you can call in or text in so let's go to Anthony how are you my friend? I'm
3: doing good doing good Uh, just calling in heard you guys I I used to listen several years ago but kind of uh, got distracted and, and just got back the last week or so, but, I mean, I used to call in all the time about this NFL team that I, I thought was doing the same thing. Uh, all you got to do is videotape every coach on that sideline. You could do it for a quarter. I played at Ole Miss, played with the Chargers. You videotape them coaches, all of them, because somebody, you can figure out over a period of time who's throwing the right call, mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. Mm-hmm. So, if you could do it in a – I could just imagine what you could do in a – if you have what Michigan was doing. There were NFL teams. You could videotape a quarter, take them videographers back up there, analyze that video, determine what coach is making the right call, and you call the perfect defense or the perfect offense to, to overcome what that other team is doing. It, it's, people been doing it. Right uh, but but I, Anthony I, I, isn't
1: isn't a big difference though between you know what we're talking about here is sign stealing actually during the game which seems to be something that has always like you said has always happened in the game of football and then what Michigan did to go to those measures as somebody was either sent or went on his own to buy tickets at games against opponents that would be on Michigan's schedule to steal signs, to have tickets on both sides, to be able to be in position to steal those signs. That's going to an extreme. It's, it's an extreme, but it's the same outcome. If I, <laughs> well, I videota- If I
3: videotape a quarter of what your coordinators and your defensive coaches or offensive coaches are doing on the sideline, take some guys out at the end of the first quarter – Analyze what you're doing because most coaches don't script their plays at least the first half or the first quarter of the game. Mm-hmm. You already know what they're going to do mm-hmm. because nobody's going to – they change the, play, the calls week to week. They don't change them game at, at the drop of a hat because you're not going to get guys to remember plays like that. So if you videotape a quarter of a person's play, take it up, vi- analyze that video. I saw the Cowboys in another team's game about eight years ago. After halftime, that team came back, dominated the cow. And I'm not a Cowboys fan, but dominated. And you can't tell me that a coach can alter his game plan just that much, other than he, he he's doing something illegal using video cameras mm-hmm. to see exactly which coach is making the right calls. And it don't take long, cause you know, cause you got guys out there with the signs, you got guys throwing uh, different signals. Mm-hmm. But that that
1: consistent signal is going to be the call that's going to be. Got gotcha. you, gotcha, Anthony. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. And thanks for listening. Thanks for getting back into the, uh, the groove listening to the program. Here's the thing, though, about changing the signs. Yes, it's going to happen a lot. Teams are going to turn around for that next week and they're going to change. But I don't know how much you can change. That's throwing a lot at young men to, to be able to change a complete uh, signal system for your team. That's a lot. Each week, like changing it because you
2: are afraid that somebody has stolen your signals? Yeah, I mean, again, that's the whole point. Like, they don't, there's not a, the next week's opponent shouldn't have any signal. So you don't have to think about changing them because, well, they don't have them. Right. But here's a team cheating to get them. So it's in doing it without the, those teams knowing. There's another text that says, are we sure other teams um, don't video in-game signs? Well, I don't know if they are or not. I know one has gotten caught doing it. This is like any cheating. We don't. There might be others that are cheating, but when you get caught cheating, you get punished for it. And if all that happens in this case is Jim Harbaugh serving a short suspension, what deters anybody from doing this? Mm-hmm. Oh, our coach will have to serve a two or three game suspension. Yeah, my gu- for, my for guess versus us having the signs of the teams we play. I mm, I don't know. It Seems pretty pretty
1: obvious. My guess is that that also happens. But like you said, nobody has been caught to this point. I think there's a lot of Anything teams, in the history
2: of the world cheating that people got caught and punished for, there might have been other teams that doing it that didn't get caught. You can, All you can do is you punish the ones that do get caught to try and deter the others from doing it. And if all that happens is suspension to Jim Harbaugh, that's not much of a deterrent.
1: The other thing that we've heard is that in this particular case of Michigan, that some of the schools knew what Michigan was doing. But they didn't rat out Michigan because they do it. They cheat, so why go ahead and and spill the beans on Michigan when they do it themselves? And, and so the, the texter to answer the question again, just my educated guess is yes. I'm not saying all teams do it to that extreme, but I guarantee it's more than just Michigan. And the other
2: Michigan was like this guy was just an idiot about how he did it. Like, he's literally buying the tickets with his own credit card. <laughs> like, he's, he, I, they, they couldn't have made it more obvious. And if you don't, like, it, this is very easy to track this stuff. Like, who bought tickets? Then you can go back and look at video of where those tickets are, who's sitting in those seats, what they're doing. Like, the guy was awful at this. For a dude who has a military background, he is not very good at being secretive about his maneuvers.
1: If you weren't with us in hour one, we talked a lot about the Tigers win last night. Opening day of college basketball beat Jackson State 94 77. Melvin is dialed in. I'm sure he wants to talk a little Tigers. That Melvin? Melvin, how are you? Hey, how are you, you
4: guys doing? Doing good. Yeah, we know, we know there's the first game. You're going to be bumpy. You know how guys, you know, you got all these 10 of them new guys. Yeah. So they got to get chemistry. And you know, one thing we talk about every year, like you said, other guy, like, come on, man, we already changed the line. Like, what are we doing here? Like, Man, let the let the folk get a groove. But, you know, John, we know beat that, but the turnovers, you know, because those guys got to learn, you know, just get the ball up to the guard. We, it looked like the first year when he was telling D.J. Jeffries all those guy, you the point guard, you the mm-hmm. point guard, you the point guard. Mm-hmm. And that didn't work. And I got a in. this going to kind of go towards that way for all the turnovers. And it's something doing an exhibition game. You said, and I've been in the car and said, without us getting Williams. We're gonna get killed on the re- we're gonna get killed on the boards. There's gonna be our weakness, turnovers, and uh, defensive rebound. I think there's gonna be a problem.
1: Court Man, quickly, you're a pe- you're a pessimist, Melvin. Jeez,
4: no, already. No, no you know I, mean? I, I bet the extra business guy saying this, and you 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 call the other game well, No, now? You didn't call the busy game but. You can see Like, you see the rebound. Oh, yeah. I, no, I Alabama talked Warren.
1: about it. They gave up a lot of offensive oh, rebounds, and that's effort, right? That is effort. They got out-rebounded last night. That's effort. So, I can understand that. But they have the players to be able to do it. It's just get the motors going, and they should be fine. That is one of the longest teams I've seen as far as their size, not just tall. I mean, they're long, long arms, long legs. Maybe the the, the longest team that I could think of that Penny has put together from player to player. And they should yep, be able yep, to rebound yep. better.
4: Yeah, they did, but I mean, yeah, gonna be he's gonna take some carriage rock out. You see Kayla Mills, every time he gets the ball, he's shooting it. So yeah. guys gonna have to play like I said, when Jalen Young came in, he moved smoother, but like they're they gonna have them they gonna have to get it get, a, get a, I real hear you. fast. I bro. hear you,
1: Melvin. I hear you. Thank you, my friend. Look, it's it's game one. They are still, I, I assume, the coaching staff looking at their options. They threw in a lot of different combinations last night. When you have the players they have, the depth they have, you're not going to be a well-oiled machine after one game. Now, he did make a good point about those turnovers. We saw a couple of times when Jaquan Walton would get the rebound, make a play down at the one end, and he starts to dribble the length of the court and they knock it, from, knock it out from behind. He's not a point guard. That's when you give the ball to Jalen Young or give the ball to Quinterly, who's most of the time going to be in there, or even Caleb Mills when he runs the point. Get the point guard the ball. Jaquan Walton is not the point guard. David Jones, same deal. David Jones telegraphed some of his passes. That's why he had five turnovers. But again, it's game one. And they still won by 17. They shot the ball extremely well. A lot of positive things. We'll have a better understanding of this team on Friday. I don't expect them to be perfect. But they better be better because they're playing a good Missouri team on Missouri's home court. So when we turn around on Monday on this show, we'll have a lot more to evaluate from a team that plays Missouri as opposed, with all due respect, plays a team like Jackson State, which is good, but not Missouri. All right. From the world of baseball, what is going on with your Cubbies? Did you have any inkling that David Ross was going to get let go?
2: Uh, Nobody had any inkling that David Ross was going to be let go because... <laughs> they've uh they've they've made no indication that they were going to let him go and As a matter of fact said the opposite of that um that it's uh, that's a that's a crazy move uh like you just the 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 way they did it um you are taking a big big risk because had they not got counsel and it got out that they had talked to counsel that doesn't look very good. Um, now, they end up getting him, so it all works out, and they can just tell David Ross, see ya, but that would have been a weird situation if they talked to counsel, he ends up going to the Mets, uh, and then it gets out that, by the way, hey, David, they were talking to Craig Counsel while you were still working for them. What kind of compensation do they have to give up for counsel? Nothing. Nothing. His contract. He's, he's, he's not under contract. He's, that's why he was going to leave. Everybody. Oh, I th- there was a chance he was going go to wait. I thought Brewers. he
1: had to get. I thought he had to get permission to talk to the Mets. He did. If you want to talk to him before October thirty first. Okay. Okay. So Council stays in the same division. Goes from Milwaukee to the Cubs. If you missed this, reportedly five years, forty million dollars, eight million per year for Craig Council, who's well respected, so now the Brewers in the market for a manager. The Cubs get rid of David Ross and they bring in counsel.
2: Meanwhile, the Mets—they they should take the Michigan should take instructions from the Cubs. They were, he was able to talk to Craig Council, get the deal done, and hire him on Sunday. It didn't come out till Monday afternoon. Nobody had a clue that the Cubs had even talked to Craig Council. They had a deal done with him. You know, who was involved in the deal. Connor Stallions? No, that's the problem. Connor Stallions would have been involved in the deal. He would have had Craig Council sitting in the middle of Wrigley Field for the interview.
1: <laughs> the Mets went ahead and hired Carlos Mendoza. He's a former New York Yankees bench coach, so he'll take over for the Mets. And the Guardians hired Stephen Vogt. That seemed to come out of nowhere. I know the Angels have been talking to Buck Showalter. Not sure if they're going to pull the trigger on him, but yeah, Stephen Vogt uh, is the new Guardians manager as he replaces. Terry Francona
2: the, the uh the, also the Cubs of Paris so they Chad Hoyer gets and he was the only one partly like people in the organization didn't even know they were meeting with counsel Hoyer was the only one to meet with him he meets with him they basically get the deal done that's on super secret Sunday meeting. as soon as they get the word that counsels agreed to then he flies to Florida to meet with David Ross so that I would oh wow hey David um you're fired because we've already hired your replacements. Don't you feel bad for David Ross? Yeah. He's a beloved Cub. It's a, I mean, it's just a, you just don't see it done that way. I mean, to hire the replacement before, without, without giving the coach, the manager, any indication that you're firing him. Like again, Jed Hoyer a month ago said, David Ross is our guy. When the season ended, he said, David Ross is our guy. And, to hire a guy basically behind his back, then go tell him, hey, by the way, you're done. Got your replacement. That's a again, interesting way about going. I, I like Craig Council a lot. I don't I don't know if I can agree with the way this was done. Uh, you got to fire the guy first. Like, I just don't like hiring the guy behind the dude's back. But I do listen, do I would I rather have Craig Council managing the Cubs than David Ross? 100 percent But um, that's a weird way of going about hiring the new manager. I'm sure there's a lot of Cubs
1: fans that feel the same way as you do, and some that are upset. They probably do feel that Council gives them the better chance, and he's a proven manager. And I don't, I don't, I don't know if uh, if Ross has really proven himself. Although the Cubs were supposed to be horrible, and they hung in there for a while this year. But yeah, just the way he was let go, and unfortunately, we've seen that in sports. Guys that are loyal to a certain organization, having played there, having coached there, and then unceremoniously let go. If you missed it earlier, our topic for tomorrow's five favorite things your five favorite movies with a character's name in the title. Your five favorite movies with a character's name in the title. Five favorite things for tomorrow. James Gaddis Jewelers is your family's jeweler. They're also the second hour sponsor of Sports 56 Mornings. Forty nine hundred Poplar between Mendenhall and St. Nick and on the web at gaddisjewelers.com. Last week was a big week with Designer Week, but it's always a big week at James Gaddis Jewelers because they're always adding to their collection. Their fine jewelry, their custom-made jewelry, their estate and vintage jewelry. And you have the holidays right around the corner. If you're looking to get engaged over the holidays, look no further than James Gaddis Jewelers. They are your bridal engagement and anniversary jeweler headquarters for that beautiful engagement ring. For wedding rings, for personally designed wedding sets, it's James Gaddis Jewelers. And then, of course, all types of watches and gemstones, bracelets and necklaces, earrings and pendants, so much more. James Gaddis Jewelers. They have two repair experts to help you with your fine watches and jewelry. Layaway and financing is available. Locally owned, family-owned, and operated James Gaddis Jewelers, forty-nine hundred Poplar between Mendenhall and St. Nick and on the web at Gaddis They are a part of the Memphis fa- Fabric. Tech check them out as soon as you can. When we come back, we're going to check out what's happening with the University of Memphis women's soccer team and it's all good. We'll be joined by their head coach Brooks Monigan. He's in for Jeff Crane this week as we give Jeff the week off he'll return next week to talk University of Memphis Athletics, but it's all about University of Memphis women's soccer when we return. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.
0: We are Real Sports Talk. Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now back to Sports 56 mornings on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. To reveal the full spectrum of its dazzling color. Here once again.
1: Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. They are 18-1 and one. for the third successive year. They are the American Conference Tournament Champions of Women's Soccer and they are looking to go far in the NCAA tournament. They have the team to do so. They have the coach to take them there. He has Brooks Monaghan. He's the University of Memphis women's soccer coach. What a great job he has done. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach underscore Monaghan. Brooks, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, c- congratulations on another outstanding job this season, the conference tournament championship, and now hopefully some big things in the NCAA tournament.
5: Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it.
1: So let, let's talk about something yesterday that you know may have irked you just a bit, and I think it certainly did for Memphis women's soccer fans. Here is a team, as I just mentioned, that's eighteen and one, four wins over Power Five teams, conference tournament champions, number eight in the country, mind you, and you are a sixth seed, a number six seed in the NCAA tournament. That doesn't seem right.
5: Yeah, it's a little bit tough, but, um, you know, for everybody out there, um, you know, I think our bracket gets compared to basketball, right? But at the end of the day, right, basketball, they bring in, what, billions of dollars or a billion dollars or whatever for March Madness and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so with us, what comes into play is these first couple of rounds, they want to reach regionalize. Well, if you start regionalizing, it's really, really difficult to give true feeding, right? Um, so, you know, it maybe one day we get there where um, you know they treat uh, treat us maybe like uh, how, how how basketball is treated, but obviously it's out of my control. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a bit it's a bit disappointing, right? Because you can't control. We, we played a very tough non conference schedule. That's what I have control of. You know, obviously we play in the conference we play in, AAC, which is a good conference. It was a little bit down. I uh, can't control that, but you know what? We The kids took care of business in every game. So, um, you know, you can't focus on that too much. But, yeah, just a little bit disappointed and feel like we, got, uh, we, we definitely got slighted. I, I honestly thought we would probably be a three seed, and um, unfortunately we got a six.
2: So going into, as you now look, at the way the bracket sets up for you, again, obviously disappointing to see. But how do you look at your bracket? How do you look at your draw and your opportunity to to, to make a run?
5: Yeah, and you guys know, man you can never you can never look past anybody. <laughs> and once you get to the national tournament, you know everybody's going to be playing at their best. You know, on any given day, anybody can beat anybody. But uh, um, you know, it is what it is. Obviously, we 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 match up. We play LSU the first game. Um, an interesting one because we hosted them in the first round of the NCAA tournament two years ago. And, um, you know, they're, they're, they're good, right? They come from a good league. They're extremely athletic and, you know, you can't help but look who's all in your bracket. But at the end of the day, right, my focus, our staff's focus, our girls' focus have to be one game at a time just on LSU. And it will not be a cakewalk. I can guarantee it'll be. We're going to have to be at our best, man. We are really going to have to be at our best to give ourselves a chance to get that first one.
1: A lot of the, the cast of characters are the same throughout the last few years, the great run, but uh, certainly some newcomers, and you've tweaked that roster. How would you compare this year's roster overall to last year's, which made us a, a great run in the NCAA tournament?
5: Yeah, I think there's more depth with this year's roster for sure um you know we don't i'm not the coach that sub just a sub mm-hmm. but um i would say that uh the depth is there i mean we've got some um you know we've got a good mixture of returning players that uh you know that are fourth or fifth year seniors um with some freshmen that have really stepped up so a little bit different roster we're playing more freshmen this year and at the end of the day we do have a little bit more depth
2: What uh, well one player that's at the forefront of this is Maya Jones. What what makes her so good?
5: Well, you know Maya's always been good since the since the day she came in as a freshman. um, She's always had the talent, but just her um, her growth over time uh, it's been pretty fun to watch. I mean, not only is she you know a very dynamic player, but um, she does all the little things right off the field. Um, She's one of our captains. You know, it's easy for the younger kids because with with, with the captains that we have, because all they got to do is follow follow in the footsteps of of our leaders. Um, but I would just say she her approach to the sport, right? It's just very professional, and it's not about just showing up on game days. It's all the work that's put in behind the scenes that she does and. It's not just all the physical work; it's, it's it's the mental preparation, and it's it's just doing all the right things to give yourself a best, mm-hmm. you know, your best chance to perform at a high level.
1: You've been around long enough to know the times when there wasn't a thing called NIL. Now there is, and NIL affects all sports. You know, some more than others, but certainly it affects all sports. And these student athletes are certainly looking to be able to cash in on on their name, image, and likeness. With that said, when it comes to recruiting. What is your selling point because obviously it has worked what is your selling point to get these young ladies to commit to the University of Memphis
5: yeah I mean like you guys said I mean you know football and, and, and basketball are, are you know different a different world than what we live in when it comes to Nil but um, you know at our university it's, it's been good because um, there's been quite a few opportunities uh, you know since Nil has come out and you know, to be able to spread the wealth amongst my team um, and opportunities for them to show up and, and, you know, to different events and sign autographs. So so there is opportunity. I mean, you know, I I often say this. I hope I'm retired by the time our sport turns into a football and basketball. (laughs) uh, Because it's madness, right? It's absolute Mm -hmm. madness. But, um, you know, it is a question. The question does get brought up. Sometimes I know that it's going to get brought up more in the in the you know in the future. But um, right now, you know, you just want to be able to compete with that. Like Ryan wants to be able to compete with other teams in his league and across the country. And I think right now in women's soccer, with what our kids are offered, um, we're able to compete.
2: the The winning streak you've got going does having won that many games in a row. Do you feel like? Is there extra pressure? Does that build pressure?
5: I think there's been a lot of pressure built on this team. I mean, it's totally different. I mean, obviously the run we went on last year, we were basically a coin toss away from the Elite Eight, right, because we lost in penalties. But uh, last year we were able to play the underdog card. We really were, because we didn't start off the season that great. A lot of adversity that we faced, and then we came together and made that run. Where this year, you know, right out of the – Gates, we um probably based on last year's performance, we were ranked. So, you know, we, we 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 have we've had a big target on our back the whole season. And so I think the kids are used to it. I mean, again, the lower that number by your name, the bigger the target, right? Mm-hmm. Every game that we've played, we feel like we've gotten, you know, um every team's best game, right? We do a lot of film work breaking teams down and maybe we're like, Oh, this team isn't that good. Well, guess what? They're better than we thought, and that's that's become repetitive, you know, and that's that's, that's, that's what happens in sport. You know, anytime somebody that doesn't have a number by their name gets to play somebody that's ranked, they get excited, you know, so our kids are used to it. Um, Don't get me wrong, I'd love to play, you know, it's always fun to be the underdog, but unfortunately we're not able to do that this year.
1: Brooks, you were talking about last year and, and coming up short in PKs. And I know PKs is exciting for the layman like myself, going back to the, the Women's World Cup victory and Brandy Chastain. I mean, it's, it's excitement. But for a coach, coaching the entire season and comes down to PKs, would you rather it be something else? It uh, depends.
5: If we win them, no. Lose, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it is, guys. Because if you really think about it, in our sport, you know, NBA goes overtime, football goes overtime. They all have. I mean, it's it's like a different sport. Incorporate, you know what I mean? So it's really, really difficult. You know, at the at the club level, the high school level, the college level, the pro level. I mean, it's it, it's a bit crazy. Um, so, yeah, would it be nice to, to do it, a, you know, handle it a different way? Yes. But, you know, I've grown up since a kid playing, and that's just the way it is. So you just have to embrace it and, you know, keep your fingers crossed because it is definitely not always the best team that ends mm-hmm. up with a W when it goes to PK. Right. It really isn't. It's, and that's why I said earlier it's kind of a, a, a you know, a flip of a coin.
2: You mentioned the fact that just a couple of years ago, you saw LSU in the first round. Uh, what's the kind of the scatter report on them? What's the expectation for this matchup?
5: Yeah, I know, to be honest, you know, we we just found out last night, um, just got in. Half of our team just got in yesterday. Mm-hmm. The other half got in Sunday night. So we haven't started really breaking them down. Now, I have, um, you know, this A and is on ESPN, you can watch a lot of soccer, mm-hmm. so and I do, right? I'm a coach. But, um, I, you know, don't know a ton about them, but I've watched them play uh, just playing instead of scouting them. And, you know, I know they're extremely athletic. They're very talented. Um, you know, it. it they, they, they've had, you know, an up-and-down season. They've had some games that on paper they probably they may, shouldn't have won, and then they've won some, you know, some uh, they've won some games that maybe they should have won. So um, I just know that you know they're looking at this because they were they were a bubble team. Um, they were sitting in that room yesterday when the selection show came out, not knowing their fate. And so you know when you when you and I've been there. And when you hear your name called, man, the energy. So it's kind of like another life. So I know that we're going to get. Um, a great, uh, uh, you know, uh, a very tough match uh, come Saturday night. And
1: again, you'll get the host. Have they uh, announced the
5: game time? Yeah, it's at seven o'clock Saturday. Yep.
1: So seven o'clock Saturday night, Memphis will host LSU in the first round of the NCAA tournament. And one, and one final thing before we let you go, Brooks. And I know, look, it's unfinished business. You're worried about what's going on in the tournament. What's ahead? But my gosh, what a regular season. What a conference slate. You end up picking up all the postseason awards. I don't know if that's ever happened in in, in any sport. To be able to sweep all those awards that you guys did says an awful lot about your dominance of the American Conference.
5: Yeah, I could not be prouder of this group of young ladies. Um, You know, and also, right, to go through conference play in our sport to not drop a point. And what that means is there was no tie. Beat everybody, and then to have to beat teams twice—you guys know you follow sports mm-hmm. a time. That is no easy task. So, what these kids have been able to do—it's never been done in the americans right. I mean, the first thing we've heard is it's never been done. Just the regular season to go through the whole uh, conference season and not drop a point—you know—so that's never been done. So, for sure, to do what we did and then win the conference tournament. Um, it, it, you know, sometimes people don't realize how hard that is. So, I again, could not be prouder of this group of girls. And, um, you know, it's a great group, and we just want to keep this thing going.
1: He is Brooks Monigan, He's the University of Memphis women's soccer coach. You can follow him on Twitter at Coach underscore Monaghan. Coach, uh, as always, we really appreciate you joining us. Best of luck to you. We'll be watching, and uh, let's have a nice long run in the NCAA tournament.
5: I appreciate that, guys. Thanks for having me on.
1: Thank you, Coach.
2: We um we have a correct answer by the way at our Humdinger's trivia and Zach, but i need your tiebreaker um services here in just a moment. Uh, the question
1: <laughs> Zach doesn't like doing that.
2: <laughs> no, I am not playing. The question was uh CJ Stroud on Sunday became just the second rookie quarterback ever to throw for over four hundred yards and five touchdowns in a game. Who was the first to do it? You have a guess? So, can you give me a little hint, maybe the error? like uh, Still plays today.
1: Oh, still plays today? Rodgers?
2: No. Aaron Rodgers didn't even start as a rookie.
1: Stafford? That's, that's, You're right.
2: You're right. <laughs> Who'd you say? Stafford. Matthew Stafford. Very well <laughs> wow. done. Wow. Very well done. Zach, all right. Bravo, bravo. Uh, yeah, there were a lot of Andrew Luck's. Uh, but he is not correct. Matthew Stafford, 2009, was the only other rookie quarterback to throw for over 400 yards and five touchdowns in a game. We have a three-way tie. Uh, three correct answers that all came in at the same time. There were a lot of other correct answers that came in later. Uh, so, Mr. Boyd, here is your options today. Uh, we're going to go Alvin, Simon, or Theodore. <laughs>
3: I gotta, I gotta, I'm got. I'm I trying to think of which one is which. So well, you're, wearing,
2: you're
1: wearing a red pullover,
3: red Alvin the,
1: Doesn't one of them Alvin wear was, the red sweater? Alvin, Alvin, red. Alvin wears si-
2: red. Simon si- wears blue. Theod- and Theodore wears green. Now I'm trying. Is I Simon the shorter, you know fat one, or is Theodore the... I think that's Theodore. Theodore's the short, fat one, yeah. and Simon's the taller one. Yeah. Okay, that's why I was thinking that. But then I then when you just said, said that, I got my mind got messed yeah. up.
3: Man, that's hard. because I I went in the
2: Chipmunks <laughs> trivia here on Sports 56 Mornings. <laughs> I I like Theodore,
3: so we're going to give it to Theodore.
2: All right. Theodore, I did not. I did not expect you to go Theodore. I would have thought Theodore would be the the last possible answer. You, you you're throwing curveball. You got yeah, the question I, right. You're throwing Theodore <laughs> out there as the choice amongst the three. Theodore, I would say Theodore is the worst of the chipmunks. I, I, can I can't. believe you know this chipmunk.
1: I I know you would know this, Zach. I used to watch *Alvin
2: and the Chipmunks* all the time. Did you really? I loved *Alvin, Alvin and, the and the Chipmunks*.
3: Yeah, that Christmas album was re- was, yes. was very prevalent to me. Dude, it's
1: the, the Chipmunks are awesome. Yes, it's up there with Perry Como's Christmas album. <laughs> I can I can relate
3: to Theodore because growing up I was that chubby looking kid. So mm-hmm. I had the big cheeks and everything. So Theodore was, there you was go. the one I kind of relate to. There you go. I'm the stuff.
2: I'm the, I'm the fat guy now, I guess yeah. I should re- I probably should change my <laughs> tune from my older days when I didn't respect Theodore as much. I should have a newfound respect for Theodore. But uh, we will notify our winner, let you know how you're going to get your gift certificate um, as far as the $25 gift certificate to Humdingers. Well, folks, Thanksgiving is coming, coming very, very quickly, as a matter of fact, just a couple of weeks away. And if you are responsible for putting that turkey together, making that turkey, cooking that turkey, well, one place you're going to need to go. That is Memphis Barbecue Supply. Whatever method you're going to use to cook it whether you're smoking it on the grill whether you're deep frying it whether you're just cooking it in the oven they got supplies that you need they've got over 20 different turkey injections and brines to make sure that turkey is juicy and moist they've got the brine buckets they got the brine bags all of that stuff they've got 308 different rubs and sauces that you can use they've got if you're smoking it nine different types of wood chips chunks, mini logs, logs. They've got that taken care of. You also got, of course, your charcoal. They've got your pellets. They've got that if you're smoking that turkey. They certainly have all of that stuff taken care of. Thermometers, injectors, all those things to make it as easy as possible. Plus, they got a great staff that can help you answer those questions that you may have about cooking that turkey. Maybe it's the first time you've been responsible for the turkey, first time you've tried to deep fry it, or first time you've tried to smoke it. They can answer questions that you might have, and I speak from experience, on that. 7041 Stage Road. 7041 Stage Road. That's the address for Memphis Barbecue Supply mbbqsupply.com is the website, and you can order online right there on the website as well. So if you're responsible for that turkey, don't disappoint the family. You want to make sure that turkey is absolutely perfect, and the first step is getting your supplies at Memphis Barbecue Supply.
1: When we come back, we'll talk some NBA. We'll tell you what Joe Allen B, Joe Allen B did last night for the 76ers and what James Harden couldn't do. For his new team, the Los Angeles Clippers. That and more when we return. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.
0: Add a little fun to your lunch break. Join Johnny Radio for Sports 56 Happy Hour from 11 to 1 every weekday on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to Sports 56 mornings. Isn't it a lovely morning? On Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour brought to you by James Gaddis Jewelers. Here once again, Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy.
1: Who do you think appears on the most commercials? Charles Barkley, Shaquille O'Neal, or Peyton Manning? Uh, Shaq. You think Shaq? Shaq. What do you say, Eli? Uh, what's
2: Barkley do other than Subway? Lake
1: he does Watchers. He does the credit card one.
2: Oh, the Capital One. Yeah, Capital, Capital One. one. During, the, during the NCAA tournament.
1: Man, he's on yeah. a lot.
3: I still think it's Shaq.
2: Shaq's got what right now?
3: <laughs> he got Papa John's. He's got general? his Papa John's. Yeah,
2: Shacaroni. The general cash. What a <laughs> horrendous set of commercials that is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know, the Generals.
2: I <laughs> love it. It's Gold like Gold. it's a
1: low-budget commercial, but they're funny. Icy Hot. Yeah, he's yeah. on a lot. But Peyton's everywhere now. But Peyton's on a lot of, like, I'm hosting the country awards, the AMA yeah. or whatever that, and he's... And, and Travis Kelsey's on probably the most right now. You think Kelsey's on the most?
2: Well, Kelsey, right he's now... He's on a lot. He has, he has State Farm. He has the uh, vaccination ones. Right. He has... Um, Oh what's the other one he's on uh, the uh, one the one with the with the kid when they do the chess yes what is yeah that's a credit card
1: that's a credit card well Mahomes does a million of them too he on T-Mobile
2: it might be T-Mobile Kelsey that's Kelsey on T-Mobile yeah, I T-Mobile. think I want to say there's another yeah. one he's on I think there's four different like major campaigns he's on right now Mahomes is on a lot of them too well Mahomes is mainly all just State Farm
1: no he does subway Mahomes is on Subway, as is Steph Curry. Tom no, Brady Herbert. makes an appearance. Huh? Justin, Justin, Justin Herbert's on one, one commercial, right? Subway, right? Yeah. But those guys, the three I mentioned Shaq, Barkley, Peyton Manning, throwing Kelsey, throwing Mahomes. My gosh. They do the bulk of commercials that are done by sports spokespeople. It, it's incredible.
3: All right. So, N- NBA, what were you going to say? Yeah. Kelsey, the Kelsey brothers on Campbell suit.
2: Yeah, you got that. Campbell yeah. suit. Dude, I'm talking right. Kelsey, like Kelsey. Mama right, Kelsey, Mama Kelsey right, right now is everywhere. Like he's he is constantly on commercials.
1: And there's only going to be more. As long as he's hooked up with Taylor Swift. I, I guarantee you it's going to be, be more. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. That's exactly right. Uh, NBA last night, some some wild games last night. First of all, Philadelphia beats Washington. 146 to 128. Defense was optional. Joe Allen Bede in the third quarter scored 29 points. He didn't miss a shot. 29 points in the third quarter. Think about that. Also, you had James Harden make his debut for the Clippers. They did start Harden with Westbrook, Kawhi, and Paul George. Harden went for 17 points, 6 assists, and 31 minutes. I didn't watch any of the games, so I don't know what how that really worked, the dynamic between Harden and Russell Westbrook, who had the ball the most. But the Clippers, the Clippers lost. It's only one game, but they went to New York and lost at the Garden by 14 points, 111
2: to 97. Yeah, R.J. Barrett went off. Julius Randle went off.
1: Yeah, Julius Randle's been struggling, so he had a big game.
2: They went, they won, they beat him without with Jalen Brunson going like I think Jalen Brunson had like seven points or something like that.
1: Lakers lose to Miami. Miami will be in town to play the Grizzlies tomorrow night. 108 to 107 came down to the wire. Austin Reeves had a big game. AD tweaked his hip in the loss, but he says he expects a quick return. You also had Indiana last night scoring 152 points in beating San Antonio 152 to 111. 152 points in a regulation game. Houston wins when make again. A,
2: when you make a lot of threes, they add up.
1: Houston wins again. They beat Sacramento by 25. Sacramento's a little amiss here early in the season. I didn't see Brooks' stats. Let me look up Dylan. Not a great well, game. Nine points, six rebounds.
2: Dylan Brooks is a different person. Dylan Brooks last night played the most minutes of any starter for the Rockets and attempted the fewest shots of any starter for the Rockets.
1: Is it a new and improved, Derrick,
2: uh, Dylan Brooks? I, I would say know. yes, right? I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what's happening. But he's he like he's... he's it, it almost and I've not I haven't watched any of their games. I just look at the box scores once in a while. It's almost as if he's only taking good shots. <laughs> but I can't believe that's the case. Novel concept there. I I refuse to believe that's the case, but it would appear, just looking at stats, he's not really taking the bad shots. Wait till the Rockets play the Grizzlies. Oh, he's I Wait till, wait, till the wait till he wakes the up and he realizes he's Dylan
1: Brooks. <laughs> Celtics lost for the first time, so there's not going to be an undefeated team in the NBA this year, Eli. I don't know if you figured there would be, but Minnesota beats Boston in overtime, 114-109. to Anthony Edwards is making his case. Yeah, he should definitely be an all-star. You had Denver win again, beat New Orleans 134-116, to another triple-double for Nikola Jokic. So when you look at the standings... The Grizzlies continue to be the worst record-wise in the league at one and six, but they did win their last game. Utah just ahead of them at two and six, and Utah will be next after Miami. Is it Friday? Friday or Saturday? No, it's Friday. It's right. part of the um, the in-season tournament. So Utah's just ahead at two and six in the West. In the East, Washington, which has a win over the Grizzlies, they are one and five, and Detroit is two and six.
2: Brooks. His three-point percentage has slipped down to fifty-six point five percent. He's shooting nearly sixty percent from the field.
1: Wow! <laughs> it's does he qualify it's, though? Is he taking enough shots?
2: It's it's bizarre among the league, league um, leaders. He I don't know what I don't know what that's going on, but he is he doesn't miss shots. Suddenly Dylan Brooks doesn't miss shots. Here is a name that came up as soon as the Stephen Adams
1: injury was announced that he would be out for the year, and people kind of scurried around looking at different rosters. Who could the Grizzlies acquire? Obviously, they have signed Bismack Biyombo, But Portland's Robert Williams, who came over from Boston in the trade, he is done. He will require knee surgery. He's expected to be sidelined for an extended period of time. Good chance he could be lost for the entire year. He hurt that knee against the Grizzlies. He underwent... An MRI on Monday. That was a name that certainly came up as far as a replacement for Adams.
2: And he's had knee problems seemingly his entire career, so it's uh, unfortunate for him. He's a good player when he's healthy, but he just he is he has had a lot of trouble staying healthy, uh, mainly because of his knees.
1: And even though Denver won last night over New Orleans, Jamal Murray injured. He has a right hamstring strain, and he will miss, according to their coach, extended time. We know what difference. What a difference Jamal Murray made last year. They win the NBA title. I don't think they win it without him. As good as Jokic is, they don't win it without Jamal Murray. And uh, for the sake of Denver, and uh, again, Michael Malone coming out and saying it'll be extended time, uh, let's hope that it's not uh, a real long a time period for the Denver fans because they need Jamal Murray.
2: Folks, if you've got a move coming up, you want to make sure you have professionals to help you move. Don't be trying to do it yourself, don't try and ask your friends. Get professionals. Get people who you know you can trust to make sure that your things get where they're going without any problems. And that the right call to make, well that would be Black Time Moving. Black Time Moving at 901 901- You can also go to their website, blacktiemoving.com slash Memphis. Talk with them. They work with you coming up with a plan, fitting both your needs and your budget, and they'll give you no obligation quote up front. You don't have to worry about a thing. You can, uh, it takes a lot of the stress and worry out of the whole move for you. Plus, you got questions that come up during the move? Well, you've got a moving concierge that's available twenty four seven that you could call and get those questions answered immediately. So anything that does come up, you get those answers right away from Black time Moving. They've got five star ratings all over online. They've got an A plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. They are the best in the business. Black Time Moving. Again, give them a call nine zero one. or go to blacktiemoving.com slash Memphis.
1: Coming up in our final hour, it's our Rhodes segment. We'll talk some basketball with their head basketball coach Zoe Goodson and then Blake Topmeyer will join us from USA Today Network to talk college football, specifically the SEC. We'll continue to Uh, Read your texts at 901-360-8255. This is Sports 56 Mornings with Greg and Eli on Real Sports Talk, Sports 56 and 98.5 FM.